Mom Training Podcast with Diana Ballard. Hey ladies, welcome to the Mom Training Podcast. So excited to have you listening with us today. We are so in luck. We're going to talk to two wonderful people that are the hosts of the Parenting in Real Life podcast. We have Alexis and Alan joining us today and they are husband and wife and I'm going to have them introduce themselves a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your family and you know what you do, your, your passion behind the Parenting in Real Life podcast and uh, so let's share some of that with us here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're Alan and Alexis Tanner. Uh, we have five kids. Our oldest is 10 all the way down to three. Um, we both always wanted a big family. And as we started having kids, we realized that parenting was a little bit harder than we thought it was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so we have always loved podcasts and we thought it'd be really fun to do a podcast all about parenting, the things that we're learning. Cause we feel like there's so much information out there and sometimes it's a little overwhelming. And, and so we thought we could talk about the things that we're learning and what works and what doesn't work for our family and hope that other people can kind of learn from that too. Um, and so, yeah, that's, that's what, how we started our podcast and we've loved doing it together. It's a fun project to do together. Yep. In reality, we didn't know what we were doing as parents. And so we had to do research anyway. So we're like, well, we may as well make a podcast out of it. (laughs) Gives us an excuse to research stuff and figure out what we're doing and share along the way. So we try and try and do that, try and become better parents every day. And podcast helps us do that. Well, and I love that you're doing it as husband and wife because it, because it means that you're having to learn together. So it's not just like one parent and then trying to get the other parent, like you guys are working together, you know, to, <laughs> to figure out solutions and stuff. So I really love that. I love that you guys are doing that together. Yeah. It's been really fun and good. Yeah. That's awesome. Okay. Well, let's, let's jump into our topic here. Patient parenting. I think that pretty much every single parent needs to, to learn something about patient parenting because it is rough. It is, yeah. it's hard when heated moments and things that, you know, our children are so different than us, you know, and it can just, it can bring up things in us. And we're like, oh my gosh, I can't stand this certain part of this child. Right. Or, you know, I'm really struggling dealing with like how challenging this, this one is or something like that. So tell me a little bit about patient parenting and uh, like what exactly that is and, and kind of what we're going to talk about today. Yeah, for sure. I, I totally agree. Like it's, we all need this. Right. And I think what was so frustrating for me initially when I was a parent is I didn't think I would, I was, I was third of six kids growing up and I was the one that kept my cool when everything was going crazy. And so I thought parenting is going to be so easy. I can just be chill and I'm never going to get upset at my kids. Cause I never got upset at my siblings. And then I had kids and all of a sudden I felt myself getting fired up when my kids weren't good. And, and so it was, it it always feels bad. Right. But especially when you think like, I should be better than this. I should, I, I'm a patient person. What is happening? And so we, we feel like it's so important to give yourself a break, right? Like if there's one message we would share is you just have to give yourself some slack, chill out a little bit. It's going to be okay. You're not going to ruin your parent or your kids. Um, and so I think that, that for us, there's really two parts that one is you have to have realistic expectations for yourself as a parent and the other is you need to have expectations for your kids that are more realistic. 
Yeah. So for when you're thinking about yourself, you know, what kind of expectations that you have for yourself, some of the things that we mean are, um, you know, that your kids can, I mean, you can always start over with your kids, right? They're super forgiving. And just because you made a mistake doesn't mean that your relationship is ruined with your child. You can always start over the next day, the next hour, even the next minute, you know, and, and take that time with your kids and keep working on that relationship. I think we want it to be so strong and so great from the very beginning. And our kids are so responsible and patient, but it takes at least, you know, those whole 18 years that you're working with your children and beyond that. Right. And so you're always working on that relationship and working on, um, being the best type of parent for your kid. And so we can't expect to be perfect right away. It takes lots of time. (laughs) And then our expectations for our children, we just need to know what's appropriate for their age. Right. And the, the mistakes that they're make, making are usually really normal for that age. And we want them to be doing better than what they're capable of doing. And so that's another thing is just lowering those expectations for your children, just knowing what is appropriate for this age and what they really should be doing. Yeah, I love that. <clears throat> Specifically, the part about being patient with ourselves. I think I think it's really challenging for us as parents to be able to see past a moment. So say like we go through like a really hard time, like loss of a job or, you know, like say COVID in 2020 was really challenging and really put a lot of stress on parents. And, you know, we can notice, oh, it wasn't as, I wasn't as nice during that time or man, my kids are like, you know, I've put them in front of the TV for like millions of hours instead of like what I normally do. Or, you know, I, I think that's so important to, to realize that we need to give ourselves a break. Like, I think that needs to be, you know, something played every day in our head of, okay, just give yourself a break and keep trying and doing your best. Mm -hmm. So let's talk a little bit more about that because honestly, I, I want to address both things, but I, I really feel like there's a lot of struggle with um, parents, with being patient with themselves of feeling like, man, I messed up my kid or, you know, I just, I went through this hard time and I was going through heck myself and I wasn't perfect. Maybe I spoke more negatively or I, I, you know, looked at the situation and, and now they're repeating my words or, you know, doing things like that. Like, can I redeem this moment? So let, let's, I want to hear your thoughts about a little bit more about that. Yeah. I, I, I think um, there's lots of little things that, that help with this. So one, one fun trick And one thing I love is that kids, as we know, are kind of like echo chambers. They do what they see. And so one thing I love that we've read is when you make a mistake, it's okay to like, as soon as you realize that you blew it, rewind, right? Like if you can catch it in the moment, you can even go so far as to like say, hey, I need to rewind and try that again because I I responded poorly. And kids dig it, right? Like kids are like, hey, look, mom and dad make mistakes and they fix it. And, and then that gives them the freedom to make mistakes and fix it. Right. And so I think it has like a a double benefit. If you're, if you're able to, to catch it in the moment, if you're not able to catch it in the moment, because so much, so many times it's like you're stressed until they're in bed. But at any point I've found kids, kids are so forgiving, right? Like I've had some bad moments with kids where you really lose your temper and and you say, or do things that you don't want to do. 
And it's not until like, you know, they're laying in their beds that you finally realize like, oh my gosh, that was not how I wanted to handle that situation. And you go and you lay next to them and you say, I'm so sorry. Can you forgive me? And I've, I mean, maybe teenage years will bring some new challenges, but so far our kids have been so willing to just be like, yeah, we're good. Like just instant and complete forgiveness. I think another thing too, is to know yourself. I think if you, I know, especially during COVID, I definitely felt more stressed, you know, as our kids were home way more than they've ever been. And just what was going on in the world. I just could feel this stress all the time. That wasn't normal for me. And so when I was able to realize that I knew that I felt more stress all the time, I was able to take those timeouts for myself. Right. When I think we just need as parents to recognize how we're feeling and then remove ourselves if we need to, you know, like if you feel stressed and like, okay, I need a break, take those breaks, you know, just instead of giving your child the timeout, give yourself the timeout, you know, go in your room for a few minutes, read a book or listen to a podcast or something that will just allow you to kind of like regroup a little bit, you know? I think it's important that we just, that we are taking care of ourselves too. Like I think so much of the time that we're spending on our children, which is awesome, but I think as we also need to remember to take care of ourselves too. Yeah. And we even have learned to communicate that to our kids again. Mm-hmm. Like they, they just, it's so good when we can demonstrate, not that we should be bad on purpose, but we are, we all make mistakes. And so you can say like, Hey, you know what? I need 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's actually good for them. Cause sometimes if you run out of the room after you were yelling at them, then they, they worry like, Oh no, did I break mom? Um, <laughs> right. And and so just saying like, you know what? I need a timeout for 10 minutes. I'll be back in 10 minutes. It gives them that idea that like, Hey, she's having a moment. She'll be back in 10 minutes. And, it, and then they don't stress out about it. I think also communicating that with your spouse is important too. Um, when we had younger kids, Alan could sometimes come home from work earlier. And then I would say, okay, I need you to take the kids for a half hour and I need some time to myself. And I could go work out or read a book or take a walk or something. And just knowing that that time of the day was my turn to be by myself was really important, especially during those early stages of having young kids Mm -hmm. all the time. Um, so just talking to your spouse or your, who you're co-parenting with or whoever that person is and, letting them know when you need some, some space and some time too. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause I mean, having, having a minute to yourself really does increase patience. <laughs> yeah, it does. Being, able, being able to take care of your own needs and process. Um, I remember talking to another um, parenting specialist about where like <clears throat> when you're in your yuck, when you're in your like high emotions of like, you know, yeah. for kids or for adults, it's really hard to think clearly. Um, right. And so, you know, I love that, you know, you would take that 30 minutes when, when he would come home because it, you know, that's kind of like prevention for impatience. You know, it's like <clears throat> being able to create a moment of like decompressing for a minute so that you don't have an explosion or that you don't have, you know, that you're able to handle moments a little bit more I think it's really hard when we don't take a little bit of time for ourselves. And sometimes it's challenging. You know, we've got a lot of single moms. We've got, you know, yeah. <clears throat> people that are working multiple jobs or, you know, just different challenges. Um, you know, friends that have special needs kids that are really hard. You know, yeah. it, it can be really challenging to get that time. But 
you know, I want to encourage our listeners right now that, you know, even finding that 10 minutes or that 15 minutes or that half an hour, maybe even a couple times a week to just step out for prevention purposes, not even just in the heat of the moment, but being able to step out for a couple minutes uh, and just kind of give yourself a little bit of a break. Like, I, I love that you shared that because I think I'm, we're all like on, on our podcast, we're all about prevention. We love that. We love trying to prevent problems as right. well as solve them. So I love that you shared that. Yeah. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I, so another thing that I think I'm still learning and appreciating is what my job is as a parent. Cause I think in my head, I, so I'm a, I'm a people pleaser and I think a lot of us are right. And we really care what people think about us. And all of a sudden when you become a parent that like adds another layer of now it's not just me like behaving and, and doing what people expect of me, but it's all these little things that I've created and them doing what people expect them to do. And that reflects on me. And, and so I just like, I found myself just getting caught up in this fear of like, oh my gosh, people are going to see my kids being crazy and think I'm crazy. And, and, you know, like I was just so afraid of what people thought of me. And, and somebody shared with me um, that your job as a parent is to just be the, the voice of calm in your home. And it's not to solve all the problems. It's not to get your kids to behave all the time. It's to just be that, that voice of, of calm. And I love that because it just changes those stressful moments for me that when they're being crazy and, and being difficult, I don't have to fix it. And it doesn't reflect on me. In fact, the only thing that reflects on me is how I respond to that. And that is, that's a great way for me to be a more patient parent with myself, because now it's not about how my kids are acting. It's about controlling the only person I can really control. And that's me. Right. Well, and when you are calm, it feels so much better. <laughs> oh, so much better. <clears throat> I mean, the moments when like, I know for me that like I choose to be calm and, you know, I could choose to react other ways, but the moments I'm like, okay, let you know, it like, you're like, wow, that really does feel like a nice snuggly blanket. <laughs> like it feels, yeah. it feels nice. To, yeah. to react in a calm way. Like I need to do this more. Like I need to continue to practice this. Right. Right. So yeah, I love that. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's, I, I, I also, I'd love to hear the, the side of the expectations for the kids too, because I, I feel like that kind of ties in to the parents because I mean, for us to be patient and to feel patient, be patient with ourselves we also have to realize that our kids have, you know, that, that we need to see them in the right light as well. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, no, I think that's, if anything, that's the bigger part for me. Um, nobody's patient when the house is on fire, right? Like if you, if you have this idea that your kids are a disaster and that they're, they're just like terrible failures, then you have this, like this almost panicked feeling that, oh my gosh, I'm blowing it. And my kids are blowing it and we're in trouble. Right. And so when you have more realistic expectations, you realize like, Hey, we've got little problems and we've got issues and we're going through stages and things are going on, but the house is not on fire. I don't, I don't need to go crazy. I don't have to stamp this out right now. Like I can, I can let things slide. And that's, that's really empowering. Just that idea of like, Hey, 
things are okay. Probably most of what I'm seeing right now is just the fact that they're six or four or two, three or whatever. And I can just take a deep breath. And a lot of these things are just going to go away. So now I can just focus on loving my kids and dealing with the big things, you know, that may come up here and there. One of the favorite things that we've learned is to try to see our children who they really are. So looking beyond that current behavior and finding those strengths that they have and see that the person that they're becoming, uh, we love Ralphie Jacobs. She just simply on or simply on purpose on Instagram. And something that she has said is look for the good and soon it's all you'll see. And I love that because as you're looking for those positive things in your children, then you're going to see that more often, right? You're going to see what their, what their strengths are, what the things are doing good, you know, rather than all those negative things that are so easy to find and are usually more obvious. Sometimes you have to do dig a little bit to find those good things. But once you do, then you see that more often and then you'll be able to be more I think patient with that child, because you can see, you know what, they really are a good kid and they're struggling with this right now, but we're going to get past this and we're going to, you know, they're going to develop into being a great person. And, and as you see that, then you react differently to them, right? You start treating them a little bit differently too and treat them more (laughs) positively overall. It I'll, I'll tell you the first time I heard about positive parenting, like as a parent, at least, it felt so like hippy dippy fake, right? Like that can't work, right? Like my kids have issues. Don't tell me my kids don't have issues. And it like kind of challenged my, my core beliefs of like, I need to help my kids figure this stuff out. And it's totally a mind um, mindset shift, but it's so liberating. And it's also great to know that it's backed by science. Like if you need science, the science is there that, kids do better when you positively reinforce things. Mm -hmm. And, and so that's because so much of what they do is based on reinforcement. Mm -hmm. And so they don't care what's getting reinforced. They're going to just do whatever it was. Right. So if you only notice them when they're being bad, then they're going to be bad. And if you only know someone they're being good, they're going to find ways to do that too. I think it's important, important to point out too, that this doesn't mean like no expectations, right? I think it's still important that you do have those rules in your home, those expectations and things that your kids still need to do, but those things need to be clear and consistent. And if they know exactly the things that they should and should not do when they make those choices, then they know what's going to happen, right? Whether it's a good choice or the wrong choice, those consequences, whether good or bad, they're very aware of what's going to be happening. So that can be anything from like, you know, chore charts to bedtime routines to morning routines to get ready for school. Like, I think it's still important to have uh, boundaries. Yeah, boundaries and and schedules. I mean, unless you're not a scheduled person, I totally am. So that that's like me. I'm like, I like having schedules, but the boundaries are important, right? Because your kids still need to know what's okay and what's not okay in your home. Um, so make sure those expectations are still there, but just keep them, like we said before, appropriate for the age level and make sure your kids are very aware of what's supposed to be happening in your home. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, <clears throat> I'm going to be transparent about something for me that I'm struggling with is that it's, it's a wonderful thing that my daughter loves to craft, but <clears throat> she crafts all day, every day. And we live in a really small house. And so my kitchen table is where she crafts. And I mean, there, I mean, just paper cuttings everywhere, all over the floor, the, 
the kitchen. We go through tape like nobody's business. And I find it stuck to the floor and, and feathers and all these, like all these things. And so it's been challenging for me lately because I've only seen the mess mm-hmm. yeah. and it's, I've been, you know, trying to focus on Kay. She's so creative. She's wanting to do so many wonderful, like she literally builds like an entire, like humongous thing every single day, like, and we homeschool. So she has time for that. Right. She, she, she does what she needs to do with school and with her, you know, the cleaning stuff. And then, and then it's to crafting and, um, and it's been really challenging for me to not look at the mess because that's literally what I see all day. And I, I have to help clean up every day. And Mm -hmm. so I don't know, what are your guys' ideas with like something like that? So it's not necessarily that she's doing anything wrong, but Mm -hmm. I feel like my expectations might not be in the, in the correct zone, I guess. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm seeing more of the negative side of the creativity than I am the positive side. And I am, you know, I let her craft and we buy tons of craft stuff and she does it. But what, what is some advice you would say about something like that, where it's like, literally like it's her personality. It's who she is and something that she loves. Mm -hmm. Right. And we do have boundaries. She has to clean it up every single night, which is always a challenge, which Mm -hmm. is like, well, I have other stuff I want to do, mom. I don't want to clean up. I'm like, but you got to clean up your mess, right? Like what you're saying with boundaries. So just hearing your, I just would love to hear your thoughts on, on something like that, about being patient, about a, a piece of, a piece of a child that's like who they are and something that they love. But again, like I'm focusing too much on the consequences for myself um, <laughs> than focusing on that positive stuff that's happening with her mind and everything so anyway i'd love to hear what your thoughts are yeah Yeah. i think i think you're doing all the right things right like you it's okay this is one of those times when you need to be patient with yourself it's okay that it's frustrating to clean up after your daughter every day like that's that's natural it is hard to clean up day after day especially when it's a big mess and so it's okay to give yourself that slack and be like hey man this is this is okay that i feel this way and acknowledge that as as real um but it's also great that you are catching yourself and saying, but this is, this is who she is. And I love that she's doing this, right. She's being creative. She's, she's doing the things that she loves and that um, you've put in boundaries to help you get there. I think as time goes on, what I would be looking to do is, um, is build in more of those boundaries or accountability to help her get more independent. We had kind of a related, but different, situation with our three-year-old she was totally potty trained could do it by herself all the way there 100 percent. and then she decided that she liked somebody to be there i don't know what happened but you know they do that right like they she now had to have somebody to be right there with her going to the bathroom and so we like kind of reverted back to almost square one where she would have an accident if we wouldn't go to the bathroom with her and so we, we had to slowly build those boundaries back in where we, we said, you know, every time you go to the bathroom, you get to move the, your unicorn on your chart if you go by yourself. And then there was rewards, you know, along the way if she did that. And so we worked back up, but it was a struggle for months to get her back to where it was. But it was just like acknowledging that it was frustrating that she needed us all the time, but also that she did need us. And so we just, you know, you have to kind of, 
allow both. You have to allow kids to be kids and allow you to feel frustrated sometimes and, and meet in the middle. And then, and then, I mean, really long-term, like you want to have a healthy relationship with your kid more than anything. And so how do you, if you're always giving and they're always taking, that's not going to work forever. Right. Even though as parents, obviously we know there's a lot of giving um, and not a lot of taking, but you want to, you want to teach them to, to become independent and be able to do it on their own. We're happy to announce that after however many months of reverting back to needing us, our daughter can go to the bathroom by herself. It took a long time. It took a long time, but she got there again. And, and now we're good again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I love that you're having her help clean up too. Cause I think sometimes it's easier as parents and be like, Oh, I'll just do it. Cause it's way faster if I so just clean easier. it up. Right. Yeah. So much easier. But I think that's important to have her participate in that too. Cause you know, if you're making a mess, then you got to clean it up. Um, so I love that. I also wonder, I know you said you live in a small house, but is there like a, maybe a space that she could have, I don't know, like a, a card table, like, a, or cause I, it's so hard when it's on your, like your table your where you eat, space. right. Or yeah, where you're using that table and you need that space, you know? And so, or I don't know if you, maybe it's too messy for like her room or something like that, but maybe if she had like a space, I don't know. I'm not sure what your setup looks like. Yeah. Well, the upstairs, the main floor of our house is like 800 square feet. And that's, we have all three kids in one bedroom and they have no toys in there. That's their clothes, their beds. And we, we love it. The house is great, but literally the only space she has is the kitchen table. So that's what makes it, I think a little more challenging is, you know, she has had a space before, but then it doesn't get cleaned. Right. as frequently because it just it just grows right it, <laughs> it becomes layered everything becomes layered at that point you know so right. I get I guess it's kind of a positive thing that it is in the front because it does get cleaned up every day yeah because yeah. it has to like like at night I, I will like my kitchen area clean right yeah so <clears throat> yeah um I know but I, lo- I love what you guys were saying about like the independence thing and the uh, you know, being patient. I think, I think for me, I, I just think that I need to make sure that my voice is focused on expressing more positive things and not expressing like, oh my gosh, you need to clean up the floor, yeah. you know, or like putting so much, so much of a focus. Cause like, I can't, I can't even, I don't even understand how it happens. Like it's completely like, I mean, how many pieces of paper have been cut and like they're little tiny little pieces like everywhere. And, but she's had the, the time of her life and created the, like a whole entire house out of a box and all this right. kind of stuff, you know? Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know, like tying in the positive parenting, the patient parenting of, you know, I like letting myself be frustrated, but trying not to express it as yeah. often, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like, like maybe like you said, stepping out for like a minute and like trying to re, you know, Hey, like, how can I word this in a way that would uplift her in her, her skill sets and her creativity and still get the same result? I think that's, so I think, I don't know. I feel like that's going to be my next focus just from our conversation here is just stepping out a second and thinking, how can I create what I want, the boundary that I want or the expectation that I have in a more positive manner, I guess. Yeah. 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 
I love that. Yeah. I love that too. I think, yeah. Focusing on, like you said, how creative she is, right. It's so awesome that she's able to create things like that. And that's such a talent and focusing on that talent and the good use of her time and yeah. And not the messes. Cause I'm like that too, where I just like, Oh, I hate when things get so messy and it stresses me out. Right. Like having that mess in my living space. Um, but I think if you do keep focusing on that positive part of her and how she's becoming so creative. And then I think the mess, like you can clean it up together. You can play music while you clean it up or something, you know, like, or have like set a timer or something, maybe try to make it a little more fun. Um, but I think, yeah, like you said, making, not focusing on yeah. just the mess part will help you, I think make over, overall, just make it a better experience. Yep. yep. For, for me, I would just say like, acknowledging that my feeling is real is the best way to get rid of the feeling, right? So often if I feel it and feel guilty about it or feel like I'm trapped or something, then it grows until it explodes, right? And so feel it. If you need to walk away, walk away, but then it does leave you open to feel the positive, right? Yeah, I love that. Well, and it's kind of like being more mindful of yourself like as a parent too yeah so i don't know i love i love the acknowledging the negative emotion because i feel like we push aside those like oh i can't be angry like i can't be frustrated i can't you know be feel impatient or different things like that but right um i don't know i i, I love that about letting yourself feel it stepping away a minute making a choice yeah of how to respond. <laughs> yeah. 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 For me, at least that gives me much greater probability of acting patient, right? Like of, of displaying patience. It's okay to feel those things. You just don't want to act those things. And so feel them, feel them as much as you need to, but then get them out so that you can go back and be a patient parent. Mm -hmm. I love that. Cool. Okay. I, this has been a great message. You guys I've loved <clears throat> diving into this and talking about this with you guys. I want to hear though, um, tell me real quick, what, like each of you, like one of your favorite things about parenting. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite things about parenting is seeing my kids learn and grow. I love the milestones. I love seeing them you know, learn things at school or the things that I'm teaching them, or as we learn and discover together, um, I'm such a natural learner. And so, and it's really fun for me. So I just love seeing that my kids learn and like a little light bulb go off, you know, and, and, or go on and, and seeing how they're progressing. Um, it's just fun to watch them develop and become more independent or see what their strengths are or their talents and just kind of see that, as they get older. I think that's yeah. one of my very favorite things. I love that. My favorite thing is my kids laughs. I think all kids have cute laughs, but I just like my kids laughs can just crack me, you know, when I'm super stressed or super angry or they're just being too loud. And then you hear one of them just like pure innocent laughter. It's just like, okay. You know, like it, it just, it breaks it all down and, and you remember, this is why I do this, right? Like these kids are fun and they're funny and they're, they're, they're a good time. If you let it, if, if you get too caught up in all of it, I think it's easy to just feel stressed all the time. 
but that laughter is a good reminder for me that like these guys are fun i like to be around these these people um and yeah it's gotta be my favorite part no i love that okay so tell me where tell me where we can find you guys are you guys are you guys pretty much on all the podcast platforms or where do you guys yeah we're on all podcast uh platforms parenting in real life podcast um you can find on my website is alexis tanner lane.com also instagram is alexis tanner lane um so if you want to connect us we're on social media usually or usually instagram is the place you can find me the most so yeah okay and i'll make sure i put all of that in our our notes our show notes ladies if you want to connect with them i'd highly recommend it i know i've enjoyed, i've totally enjoyed talking with you guys this has been so wonderful you guys sharing some wisdom and uh just i don't know it stimulated my brain a lot of things i need to focus on and do and so i hope it's done the same for for the moms that are listening right now um <clears throat> i'd love to have you guys on again this was this was wonderful i i um haven't had a lot of husband wife interviews and so this has been fun to be able to hear like both sides of things and um have some some more male energy in our (laughs) podcast here i love that for sure that's been great yeah we love that thank you well cool all right ladies well i hope you've learned some things today and you can find something that you would like to apply to your own life having patience patience with ourselves uh having realistic expectations for who we are and what we're feeling and the what we're feeling is real and that it's okay. And also having uh, realistic expectations for our children, finding the good in them and, you know, being able to, to step back, take a moment, be able to process our own emotions so we can respond well to our children. And we'll see you next Tuesday on the mom training podcast.